Thank you for listening to Compass Unfiltered. I'm your host, Checo. And this is your co-host, Noe. What up? Yes, sir. Uh, if you guys haven't, obviously, subscribe to the YouTube, man. Uh, follow us on all of our social media. We got Instagram, Facebook. Twitter. Twitter. Uh, all the links will be below. And as you guys have seen, you guys already see the title, what we're going to be talking about today, stocks. Uh, it's tax season, so we'll be covering some taxes and a little bit of finance. Este, especially with, like I said, in the, like, with us Latinos, you know what I mean? We don't really get involved with stocks, bro, for whatever reason. I don't like know, for knowledge. me, yeah, lack of knowledge. I, my parents never got into it, you know what I mean? I don't know about yourself, bro, but we just don't, I don't know, we just don't do it. We just don't touch it. Pero... Hopefully, aquí en los compas van a ayudar to explain some stuff, man, some questions, and just to kind of help us get into it. You know, people who do are watching this, you know what I mean, this first time, because there's there's so much stuff out there. We Before the podcast, we were talking about it. I was already like, yeah. oh, shit, bro. Like, damn. You know I what had, I mean? There, I had too many questions, bro. You, you did have a lot of, a lot of good questions, questions you know what I mean? But it, it's a lot. It's a lot of information. Um, El compa Cesar, compa Noel, Hermosillo. Este Bonilla, right? Cesar Bonilla, yep. Thank you guys for coming to Compas on Filter, bro. Yeah. Um, we're gonna get right into stocks, bro, because that's what was uh, going on, especially the last two weeks or three weeks with the whole thing with GameStop, and that's when I think when everybody kind of I saw memes, I saw you know just <clears throat> stuff on 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 Facebook or whatever, at least myself, yeah. you know. So for people who are trying to get into it, it's their first time, you know what I mean? They they probably have a couple couple bucks saved up to the side they want to get it they want to get into it how do they get into it i mean like as far as like do they go through the apps like uh robin hood uh Weibo, or do they go through a broker like what do you guys how do you get started yep so i'll take <laughs> take this first one so so i'll talk about kind of you know my experience i'm barely getting into stocks so um my, my wife and i we've uh opened a, an account through fidelity and we we started to you know, play around with with some of the stocks by, um, you know, stock of like DraftKings, for example. We got some Peloton, and, and these are usually, you know, about fifty bucks or so, or, or Peloton. I think was like sixty bucks or something. So it's not a lot of money, but we're trying to get our feet wet and and just trying to get a good understanding on, on the platform. Fidelity. Um, shout out to my buddy Jesse. He he's been guiding me along the way. He's been doing it for for a while and just showing me some of the basics. Um, that that you know he's picked up along the way. So so that's my personal um, experience, my perspective. I think the biggest message I have for people is you know a lot of people think you need thousands thousands of dollars to start playing the game. Not necessarily. I think you know you could start playing, um, you know buying a few stocks here and there with you know twenty bucks, thirty bucks, um, you know whatever, which whatever whatever you can. So uh, see where it takes I think, you. I, I think you know that's that's a good starting point to get a better understanding of of you know how things work and. Um, you know, go from there. So the ones that you you mentioned, you know, Peloton and those. Um, did you purchase those more of a long term, or like that was your plan right now, getting your feet wet? Hey, let's purchase a bit of that, let it sit and see if it's gonna keep going up to reach, you know, what Apple's at or whatever. That's kind of like your game plan for those specific yeah. ones. Yeah, that, yeah. That. So, so so the game plan for those is you know, get some stock, try to understand you know the, some of the gains, some of the losses, some of the things that that you know affect a stock price but, and then okay. from there you know just have a healthy conversation with with those around you like hey you know should, should i start selling this should i start buying this and, and at this point for, for me it's not it's not big money you know it's like 50 bucks 100 bucks but hopefully at one point once i have a little bit more experience i could start putting Investing a little bit more money yeah. and and some you know a little bit more serious money but how do you get started like as far as like where do you go to purchase 
You know what I mean? For people sure. who are watching her, trying to get into it, like, what, what did you go through an app? You're going through a broker? You're going, or you yeah. said, yeah, yeah. So I, we just opened a Fidelity account. It's like opening like a bank account. I mean, oftentimes they, they ask you for personal info, social security numbers, things like that. And then pretty much link it to, to your bank account and transfer money over. If you want to transfer over 20 bucks, $1,000, whatever. And then that from there, start start buying some of the stock. So you just search whatever you, you know, stock you want to buy peloton mm-hmm. um now here here's a question that arises here for which is affecting me when i searched tesla you know tesla was being brought up a lot yeah. you know and i heard it's like it's not a it's very risky it could be up it could be down real quick right within the days you know but when i did search t- tesla a bunch of teslas came up you know how do you know which one to go with like wh- are you searching for a specific one well normally you can just <clears throat> visit the company website and kind of see what their uh, ticker symbol is Okay, and then you just go through whatever app or whatever account you know. If you're going through Fidelity, you can type it in. You know, the the the, the letters is you know specific. Yeah, and then what I usually do, I, I just do a Google search Tesla stock symbol, and then it pops up. Oh, then I'm like, okay, cool. And then I go. Some into of the, them, some of them, like maybe you, tricky. Yeah, because the the name you'll think that you know you're buying this stock, and uh, it's actually something different. You know, which one was it recently that uh, Elon Musk ma- mentioned something on his on one of his uh, Signal? Okay, so Elon Musk mentioned Signal, and uh, everybody thought it was a top a stock, and everybody started buying it. And uh, he was talking about an app. You know, it was a text messaging app. Okay. So you know, you, you know, and the stock for that increased. It, oh, the stock it was price, like right? exponential growth. Like uh, you know, it was. It, it, there was no reason it should have increased, no fundamentals, n- just none of that. But it, it went up, so yeah, and that, it's it's really good. You have to know what you're, you know, what you're investing in. And that that brings up a good point. Like, there's so many outside factors that affect the stock price. Um, you know, the economy, yeah. the president talking about it or mentioning something about an an, an industry. Um, Elon Musk, you know, saying talking about <laughs> well, this company as or whatever. As, as soon as you know, when the elections was happening and as soon as things start swaying in, in one direction and they kind of know where a president will stand at. Like, for example, he's all about green energy and doesn't like oil. Right. So he shut down this pipeline and uh, all these EV stocks and the electric vehicle stocks, you know, the battery stocks, you know, all that they make the batteries for, you know, they all they're they're they're. They have an advantage because now you have a president that is EV friendly. You know what I mean, green friendly. Right. So you know you you kind of kind of have to look at all that. So you definitely got to like keep keep up with the news, keep up with you know just so you know where to put your money and where to invest, right? Yeah. So you, I mean, uh, is that what you guys do, or, or I mean, you say you talk to friends, you do actually do talk to other associates? Yeah, yeah. So now that you know, I'm turning my attention more into like the stock market and trying to understand it better. Definitely. You know, reading the news, trying to trying to find that next Netflix, that next big company that's going to blow up in five, ten years, and and put money know, in there. Put some money in there, like while while it's at a, at a lower price right now. There's a quite different ways of of finding stocks. I mean, you can go after the news. You know, you can look at company fundamentals, and uh, yeah. or you can just go after you know some of the stocks that the Facebook groups mention or Reddit and stuff like that. Now that's that's a different type a of, of trading. Time. It's a lot riskier, and uh, but yeah, people do it. People do it, 
you know, I was uh, in the last few weeks. I I was listening to this podcast. You know, you have two types of traders. You have your fundamentals that look at company fundamentals, like you know, this company's doing good. It should continue to do good. And then you have your technical analysis people that, hey, I'm good at reading charts. I'm good at uh, looking at indicators. And I make my decision based on, you know, the indicators that I put in a chart. And then uh, this guy was saying that there's the, the meme investors. I'm like, I've never heard of that. What is that? He's like, well, it's the, the Facebook groups that put down a ticker symbol. Then they put down rocket symbols, emoticons, and to the moon. And... You know, there's websites that will that will rate how much how much of a social how much the stock the the tickers being talked about in social media, and sometimes it takes off. So some of these people will, will get like, lucky, <laughs> like GameStop, right? That's a right. perfect example. You know, you start seeing it on your feed, and you're like, "What? Why is everybody talking about GameStop, AMC? You know, all these other companies and." You know, you have no idea, right? You're not looking at fundamentals. You're not looking at chart analysis. You just know that everybody in your feed has GameStop, right? So you throw some money at it. And it's like I said, it's it's risky. So you throw some money at it. You really don't know how to invest. And then a week later, it's down 40%. Yeah. You know, so there's... Hey, how quick was it? Did it, did it already go back down? Oh, yeah. How dude. quick was that? Within a week or within it days? It was... Well, the whole process kind of blew up towards like the last week, but it was a few months where Reddit had really influenced the the price of the stock, and uh, it was it was being pumped, right? It was being was you know a lot of people just buying it. You just create a you know a, like an artificial just a, a pump, you know. I don't I don't I don't know if you call it a pump and dump, right? Some people say that that was a pump and dump, but that happens a lot. You know. To to give you an idea, I started I believe at eighteen bucks or so, and the highest it got to is like three eighty or so. Jeez. Um. So when for people, <laughs> no, I, I didn't I didn't jump no. into it. I'm like, nah, it's too too crazy for me. It'll probably probably blow up in my face if, yeah. I, if I put some serious money it into is, it. But um, I didn't touch it, and I'm I'm all about that short term, that swing trading, momentum trading, and you know, been doing it for long enough that you know you just don't know. You know, you know the pre market opens up very early. And you know, you wake up at five or six, and it dropped twenty percent, and you you were sleeping, you know. So it's it's very very risky if you don't understand what you're getting. And people people look at that people look at the stock and say, well, it's up a hundred percent. You know, how much more can you go up? Nobody knows. You know, nobody knows. Right. Know? So yeah. But going back to your original question, I I think it's pretty easy to you know start start buying some stock, opening an account, connecting it to your bank account. Things like that. So, um, yeah, I encourage people who are interested. You know, you can start you can start playing around with it, and you know, just with, a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is that how you're also buying as well? You open an account, or, or how are you? Uh... You know, I do. I have a few accounts. I have Robinhood. I have E Trade. I have Fidelity, Vanguard. Some of them have been through employers that had either a four hundred one k and there's left over that I had money in there. But uh, yeah, any of those. You even mentioned something like Webull, Tasty Trade, Robinhood. Robinhood. There's a certain sentiment towards Robinhood right now because yeah. they, when the whole GameStop AMC thing was going on, they prevented you from buying more, and that kind of prevents the price, the stock of the price, to go up. So they're like, this is supposed to be a free market. Like people are supposed to be able to get in and out, and then you have a really popular broker, Robinhood. 
who tells you you can't buy it anymore, and then the stock just drops. But they they stopped because the rich were were losing a lot of money, and that's so where he, they that's were, where it comes, right? Okay, that's where the issue right. comes. Like the little people. So they're in the with people. the they're in with the other people, the one percenters. You know, there's a few theories of what happened. Robin Hood was owned by the company that was losing money. You know, the the hedge fund. So they were incentivized to to stop the purchasing so it can drop so the hedge funds can stop losing money. <clears throat> but at the same time, you know, you got to have to look at it like, you know, this social media was causing this stock to artificially inflate, you know, and people say, OK, well, a hedge fund, a hedge fund was doing it to make money. But what if I told you that your 401k suffered your 401k dropped because they were holding that stock and they were hedging against it right or who knows what they're doing but uh reddit grabbed a hold of it pumped it and your 401k or your you know your your pension or something dropped you know Mm -hmm. so there's there's a few different ways of kind of looking at it i mean i mean the only way you probably should look at it is it's a free market you know if everybody else is playing free market there should be no reason why you would stop or prevent anybody from buying it um because i mean in this particular case reddit was the one that was pumping that information but i'm sure there's other ways that other people pump information and inflate other stocks as well for their gain you know what i mean and there nobody's stopping that right so i feel like i mean if if it's going to be fair game Free market. It should be free market. I mean, if you're uh, brave enough or stupid enough to invest in game, you know, GameStop or whatever at that particular time, um, because I'm sure a lot of people made money, and I, I'm sure at the end a lot of people lost money. That's why I said right. brave or stupid, yeah. whatever you want to call it. But that's Bag your holders. call, right? <laughs> that's your call. Somebody, you know what I mean? You that's don't the risk you're taking, right? Yeah. Exactly. People but at it. least you're you're able to take that risk. They're not taking that away from you. Right. Yeah. They're not That's changing, my thought. They're not changing the rules along the exactly. game. Exactly. That's my thought behind it, but I don't know. Checko, yeah. what you got, brother? If you wanted to um, move on from that. Yeah, Because, I mean, go. basically, you're, you know, you're, you're going to some of these apps, Robinhood or whatever. That's how yeah. you guys are recommending yeah. people go buy through. You well, can, except maybe Robinhood, right? Maybe. I don't know. You maybe. know, people, it's got like a one-star rating on the app store. You know, there's a reason behind that. And, you so know, but stay it's just so it. easy to use. So easy to use, but you got other ones. Fidelity's a good one. Yeah, I like Fidelity. I also have Vanguard. Um, Charles Schwab. There's just so many of them, right? But then you have the rise of these apps where millennials kind of took hold. And that's what happened to Robinhood. It's just so easy to invest Mm -hmm. that all these uneducated investors are grabbing a hold of these stocks that don't really have a reason to go up, you know? And, uh, but yeah, Robinhood... uh, Tasty Trade, Web Bull, Web Bill. Before we move away from the apps, what's up with Acorn? <laughs> I, I, you know, I get, sure. I get the yeah. commercial all the time. You know, yeah. when you're watching YouTube, when you're watching anything, it pops up Acorn. You know, in I forgot the actor. Jeez, um, I forgot the actor. Um, but they say, oh, you know, whatever you buy with your debit card, whatever's left over, I think it rounds well, it. To yeah, a it certain, rounds it up yeah, to a certain dollar, to, to a dollar amount, dollar. and then it invests yeah. that. So that you're, change. you're you're saving without <clears throat> you feeling such a like a a, a huge hit. You know, you For guys example, aren't part of it though. No, you guys haven't gotten I'm into not, it. No, I willfully put my money into gambling. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, no, I, I just do, want, I do swing trading, so that's why. I, that's I, cool. I, I mean, that. the only reason why I brought it up is because it pops up on me all the yeah. time, and it sounds intriguing because before debit, you know, when I would use cash, yeah, all that change in my pocket would go into a place where it would get saved up, and then eventually I had five hundred bucks, three hundred fifty, yeah. you know, and I was like, oh damn, all just from change, cool. 
You know, I mean, I spent it probably on drinking. You know, if but, you can use that, you know what I mean, yeah. people are probably watching, thinking, okay, well, how do I, how do I save money, right? So you I mean you can use that and kind of then start redirecting some of your money into some of the just the other apps, yeah, to invest some of the other stock, stocks, right. yeah. So you can, you know, if for long term and just or whatever, whatever, whatever the money is needed for. For so, sure. Yeah. Are there any like safe stocks? So where like if someone who's trying to just starting out you know whatever maybe they can and they don't have so much money you know what I mean to invest thousands or whatever you say you don't have to you know it's like 50 bucks here 100 bucks here or whatever yeah. is there any like stocks where you could recommend people like you know this is kind of like a safe bet it's long term you know but it's kind of yeah go ahead well you can kind of look at what stock you're, you know you're uh you know you're gonna invest in for example you know you can invest in you know blue chip stocks right stocks that for companies that are very very stable you know your coca-colas your johnson and johnson your ge's you know all those stocks and then um they're less risky than say going after gamestop or amc or some of the you know the airline industry right now is a little bit in shambles and you know it's less risky but you know i guess the answer to that nobody really knows because although you may i may say hey coca-cola is a safe bet and they always pay a dividend and this and that if the market crashes, it's going to take everything with it, you know? And if it goes down 10 or, you know, last year when the pandemic hit, everything went down. Even big, it took the cryptos with it, you know? So there's really no, you know, no answer to that. You just have to, but that it's important that that doesn't prevent you from investing. Okay. You know, you, you can't always think that the sky is falling. You have to, you know, just get in there. You know, if you're trying to avoid risk, Go after companies that are stable. You know, if you're okay with possibly losing the money or, or you know, making a lot of money, you can go after some of, you know, newer companies or, or IPOs or, any, you know, yeah. anything like that. So right. just different strategies. And they always say, look around at what you're using, you know, like Apple. You know, everybody has an Apple iPhone, you know. Um uh, companies General that Motors. are yeah general Motors. Motors. Pe- companies that have been along uh, around for a long time like AT&T, you know, Comcast or whatever, you know. Yeah. Things that have been around for a long time or things that you use all the time too, you know? Yeah. Like like I said, the iPhone is being being well, one of them. Warren, this guy's Android, but I mean Warren, shit's blowing up <laughs> yeah. in people's hands. Uh, I don't know if you should invest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Warren Buffett, he goes, Hey, invest in companies that are ho- household names. Right. So, you know, Johnson and Johnson, you know, your Coca Cola's, you know, all those companies that your McDonald's, like, yeah. Companies that you know that people know that you know is gonna be around for a while. Now, it doesn't prevent, you know, the stock from going down, but, you know, the odds are in your favor. And that's that's what we want to to add on, you know, to that. I think stocks are, are part of the picture. There's also mutual funds where, you know, mutual fund is pretty much a bucket full of, you know, 100, 150 stocks where um, these stocks are from different companies, from different industries. So if one industry goes down, the other one might go up and that kind, kind of, of diversifies yeah. your, your risk. So. Um, don't just think about stocks. There's also, you know, other vehicles, mutual funds being one of them. Diversifying, I think, yeah. is is uh, if you're risk averse, you know, go after mutual funds or ETFs that are diversified. Yeah. That way, you know, the, the thing is, if you invest in one stock and it, you know, something happens with that stock, like, for example, Twitter, after the whole thing with President Trump, the stock in Facebook stock dropped significantly. I, I forgot what percent it was. I don't know if it was 15 or 20%. But if you were 80% invested in just Twitter, your portfolio would have taken a major hit. 
Right. You know, so you can go after, like you said, some mutual funds that, you know, they're, they follow a certain industry or something like that just to help alleviate or, uh, or get the exposure that you're looking for. Right. Now, I was going to, since you mentioned the ETFs, I was going to ask about ETFs. Like, how do you guys feel about investing in ETFs? Is that the way to go? Is that like a little, like a safer way to invest money as well instead of just a stock on a certain, like a particular company? Um, like I said, you know, these ETFs, these mutual funds, they all either try to get you the exposure that you want. Like, for example, let's say, say um, I want to be exposed to the airline industry because I work for an airline company. You know, I can invest in, you know, mutual funds, ETFs that that follow companies that follow like just airlines. Yeah. You know, and uh, it would help get you that exposure without you having to look up every single company. And the hope is this, that the person who's managing that fund um, is smart and knows what they're doing. Well, typically those ETFs have the higher, you know, the higher ranked companies, right? Whatever's making money, right? Oh, yeah. They're, they're going to have top gonna no- Right. They're not going to invest. Yeah. So it's buying GameStop. So it's already kind of safe. Yeah. You know. Safer. It's considered yeah. safer, right? Yeah. You know, so... Cool, cool. I also wanted to bring up because you guys talked about Elon Musk. Uh, it seems like anything he touches, man, is fucking gold, oh, right? Uh, anything, bro. He mentioned something on Twitter, and it's like you said, everybody goes and buys it or, or whatever. You know. So recently, the big news was that his company invested one point five billion in Bitcoin. Bitcoin, yeah. So I've been following him because I have a lot of groups. I'm sorry, I don't follow him directly, but a lot of this stuff spills over into the Facebook groups, the Facebook stock groups that I follow. And uh, recently, I've noticed a lot of chatter on Bitcoin and, and Dogecoin. And uh, it's like gone up. So I noticed that he started mentioning it. And I felt like he started mentioning it after he bought it. And uh, I think I read an article that said that since the company has bought it, Bitcoin has gone up 30%. Right now. It's like at 50K or something. It, it, it was, was like up there. Every, like every other day, like. Bitcoin's at another all-time. It's at an all-time high, yep. high today, or it was at least. I think it was like, did it reach 52? At some point, it was at 50 this week. I didn't check today, but yeah. it's definitely up there. And to give you kind of an idea to compare, we, we bought some Bitcoin, like, you know, 500 bucks or so, and we bought it at, like, 19,000. This was, like, two months ago. So makes me want, I, makes me want you know, we should have invested more. Wait, how much was the share, each share? One Bitcoin was about $19,000. Crypto is a different game. Yeah. There's no oh, fundamentals. Crap. It's currency. It's technically currency. And, uh, it's like digital and, gold, they say, right? Yeah. I mean, but people <clears throat> treat it as an investment. Mm-hmm. You know, like if who would say, hey, I bought $500 in dollars. Or if, I'm sorry, I bought, I have $500 in $500. Yeah. And it's a currency. And you would you probably think that's not an investment. That's, that's money. Well, crypto is money. You know, you can buy stuff with it, but it's so volatile that it just keeps going up, right? So people treat it as an investment as well, but, you know, it's, it's risky. It's, risk it's not like you can pull up fundamentals on a company, right? And it can be so volatile. Like Elon can say, we're dumping all our crypto and I'm pretty sure sh- we're dumping all our Bitcoin and I'm pretty sure it's going to cause Bitcoin to go down. Oh, for sure. You know, one person with that much influence, that much following can can cause something like that to move in such a drastic way. Yeah. yeah. To me, that just makes me feel like that's going to be here for a long, long time, you know? And I feel like that's the direction we're probably heading towards, 
you know, um, because think about it, man. How, how often do you touch real money? You know, it's rare that I have money in my pocket, you know, yep, same. I yeah. mean, that's kind of how it's been since growing up. But I'm saying this is a different type of way. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I forgot what the percentage is that's out in the world. Physical money. I mean, it's there's not. And you think about your money in the account, bro. Direct deposit. I mean, you never really see money from one bank to another bank. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in the I mean, whatever money you do have in the bank, they're investing it for you. You know what I mean? And you're not making any money on yeah. it. You know what I mean? The but way we pay our bills, and right? It's not everything. Like we write a so check anymore, things yeah. like that. So I feel like, uh, to me, that's what it means. You know that, that Bitcoin's probably gonna be here. Yeah. You know, for a long There's time. There's people that say that it's gonna go up to 300k, 400k. So that right we, now we should we be investing. Know, we should be hey, investing. JP Morgan, um, they they released that they think that it, Bitcoin will reach 100k at some point. I read the article. I forgot which by when, but it's at fifty two right now. Did and you invest GP, or no? I've been in and out of it. I I have some. I I've been I've been holding for long term because I I believe it's gonna keep going up, and I I want to hold it right. I wanna I wanna I wanna be I wanna be part of that. So yeah, I have it. I have it. I have a few other cryptos as well. You know, some of them. Some of the other ones I kind of. It's more like sweet and trading, just in and out, trying to buy the. The lows and sell at the highs and stuff like that. But if you're trying to get into Bitcoin, you know, um, it's it's. I at least I feel that it's going to keep going up. So you can invest as much as you want, as little as you want. You know. You're not selling it anytime soon. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> not until it reaches no, not 100K. Like, I'm, I'm happy with the gain so far. Thinking about putting a little bit more in, maybe. So we'll see. That's what's up, bro. That's what's up. Uh, you know, didn't I hear something about? the tax form now one of the questions is something about crypto yeah so on the tax return um on the 1040 uh there's a question out there saying hey do you own some virtual currency either yes or no so they're, they're trying to track people they're trying to make sure that they're getting their their share of the cut in, in regards to your into your gains from from bitcoin and all these virtual currencies so um you know, up to people if, if they want to answer that question honestly or not. But well, yeah. when when you're investing through some of the apps like Robinhood, you don't technically own it. You don't own the Bitcoin technically. They own it on your behalf, and it's in their wallet. But you have some other ways to kind of try to hide it. But the government came out and said, like, hey, it's not you know, a good idea. It's not a good idea. <laughs> we find out. You know, I think a few years ago they said, like, hey, we're gonna give you a what you, an opportunity to come clean. With no penalty, just come clean. You know, otherwise, you know, there's a fee or fine. So, I, think, yeah. I think the IRS started sending out letters to people that they they knew people that people had you know virtual currency. They must have saved so. the stamp with me. They didn't see me shit, bro. They're like, <laughs> mother, he barely has money in his account. Hey, they they got no virtual. They skipped no, you. <laughs> Hell yeah, they looked at yeah, my shit like nah. Yeah, let's skip no. Let's skip them. <laughs> yeah, that's funny, man. That's so funny, a little bit, wait, not that funny. <laughs> uh, your, so hit yes if you if you got it or no recommendations or is it, it's up to you um yeah it's, it's you know it's up to you it depends and you know from my opinion how much how much is that fee how much is out there and, and i think it's a percent it's a percentage something. yeah usually when they find that you when can, they find you like that but it's not just with crypto though for the longest they are uh, some of your like overseas you know money they kind of ask you or I think that was my understanding. They yeah. they kind of try to track it. Yeah, they 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 ask you if if you own more than ten thousand dollars in out in foreign bank accounts, and if you do, then you have a, a certain filing requirement. Not necessarily with the IRS, but with the Department they of wanna, Treasury. They kind of want to know. Yeah, they they want to track where money's going and things like that. <clears throat> but 
But I mean, they're that just was the, trying to get their cut. That dude. was That's the whole it. purpose of having it somewhere else, bro. So they don't know and they don't track it and they yeah. can't get a piece of it, you know? Yep. But might as well put it in Chase, bro. Fuck it. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Point zero one interest. Yeah. That's oh snap. Uh, one of my one of my uh, last questions or uh, I guess comments uh, for as far as stocks. Este, because we did talk, the market could possibly crash. Do you guys see that? And <clears throat> in, in the future, I mean, obviously you just you never know, right? But yeah. Um. Warren Buffett, I follow him. He shows up on my feet a lot. I don't know why, but uh, he said that there's something coming, you know. But he's been saying that for a little bit now, you know. But like I said, if you always think that the you know the sky is falling and you're not going to invest because of that, then you're you're going to keep missing out, you know. So uh, it it may happen. Nobody nobody really has an answer to that, you know. So don't put all your money, you know, that you're. That people think investing and they think stock market, right? But you can invest in other things. You can buy, you can buy real gold, you know, real precious metals, gold, silver, you know, all of that. Or buy real estate. That's it. That's an investment, and yeah. uh, it's not going to be influenced by a stock market crash. But you know, there's a certain advantages of investing in the stock market. Like, it's just like paper. You know, it's uh, you don't have to do anything. You know, buying real estate, it's very involved, right? So there's there's you know different advantages, but. Yeah, I think in, in my opinion, when investing in the stock market, you gotta have you know long term uh, long term vision. So, you know, I think we're all in our thirties. If if we continue to invest over the next 40, 50 years, hopefully, you know, we should see you know good gains coming our way, and we should expect you know different economic downturns sometime during our lifetimes again, whether it's right, next year, sure. 20, 50 years. And the stock market has always rebounded after those. So, yeah. so you know, going back to your question, I think, yes, there's going to be economic downturns down the road. But at the end of the day, if, if you have your long-term vision, you should, be, you should be good to go. And they say the longer you keep it in there, bro, like you'll be able to bounce back. Like for us that we're in our 30s, you know, we have a 401k account. Yeah, we see you know, you, the stock going down crazy, you know, the pandemic, this and that. Like, there's enough time for you to come back and still be right on track of where you would have been or right short of it or whatever you know but i don't know how many times it can bounce back if we keep seeing these downfalls bro you know what i mean yeah but as you get as you get a little bit older and you know um if you have a financial planner or financial advisor as you get older they'll tell you to shy a little bit away from stocks as you get closer to retirement right to uh you know kind of avoid some of that stuff like what if you're three years away you know, and you're 90% invested in stocks, like, you're really putting yourself out there. Right. Because you're going to need that money very soon, you know. So, you know, as you get older, or, you know, if you're younger, then you can afford to wait it out. You know, buy it. It's not a loss until you sell it. Right. So. But like you said, though, if the market crashes and takes a hard hit, bro, everything's going down. No matter what, where you have your money invested, you know, it's going to... Yeah. But, I mean, like I said, let's not discourage people, right? Invest, invest, <laughs> invest. <laughs> but, um... Yeah. Um, did you want to move on to a different... Last one, last yeah, one. We, I don't think we covered it. Uh, once you do sell, you have to pay taxes, correct? Yep. And what what would that be? Just for our, our listeners or whatever. Sure. So so I think... So in, in regards to selling your, 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 your stock, if you hold it for less than a year, it's, it's an ordinary gain. You get taxed at your ordinary tax rate. 
Which, depending which oh where you're, you're at. at okay if if you hold it for more than a year long-term capital gain um depending on how much you you make you, you might get taxed at 20 percent 15 percent or zero percent 20 percent is really it's more for the people that are making over four hundred thousand dollars or so 441k so the true ballers and then for most people i'd say it's 15 percent um those who are making i believe between 40 to four hundred thousand dollars or so and then there's those that don't get taxed at all that's me fool <laughs> what up brokenness <laughs> That's what's up. Yeah, That's so, what's up. so in regards to to you know tax gains, yes, that you know for for the most part you do have to pay a certain percentage. It just depends on your situation and how 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 long you held that for. Keep it for a year and a day, you'd be good. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. What you want to jump to next, brother? You want to um, jump into STEMI? You want to yeah. jump into tax? Yeah, we'll go we'll go into stimulus and then we'll go into tax uh to taxes. For sure. Stacks. What am I talking about, bro? <laughs> stacks, dude. You're dreaming I, I about I want it. some stacks, bro. You yeah. know what I mean? Yep, yep. They're coming, uh, bro. Compa some filter. We up. No, we're not. <laughs> Come hey. on, bro. It's the vision, bro. Long term vision. You heard the guy. Yeah. Long term vision, dude. Long term vision, yo. Mailbox money. Uh, as far as stimulus, bro, it's the where we might get a third one, right? Yeah. Um, but for next month, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. If yeah, they're, Congress, you know. What are what it. are we looking at? Hold up, hold up one second. Don't jump too quick. What are we looking at? Just the rest of what was supposed to be the three grand or whatever it was? I, I, well, the two grand. So it'll be fourteen hundred as far as like uh direct payments. Uh I think they're gonna push out more well, I don't know if they're gonna push out more PPP or as the uh, EIDL or anything like that. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So you know, I, I brought some notes here that, that from what I'm hearing, from what I'm reading. Um, so in regards to the third stimulus check, they're, I think, voting on it in the coming weeks, um, hopefully sending that out sometime in March. Um, they're talking about 1400 bucks per person, including kids. So if, if there's, you know, a couple plus they have one kid, 1400 bucks per person. Um, so that's... That's, That's really nice. Yeah. Uh, hey, yeah, wait, yeah. look at Got a couple of kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody with the kids smiling and shit like, what up, fool? All yeah. of a sudden, we love our kids. They're, they're great. Se portan bien. Nah. That's what's yeah. up, man. So that's nice. I mean, hopefully that third payment does come through. Um, also important to know the certain uh, income thresholds. So for the first two payments, if you made, and if, 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 I'm, if you're a single filer, if you made below 75K, you, you got the full check. Um, if you made between seventy-five and ninety-nine thousand or so um, for the first check, you, you got part of the um, part of the check, uh, and then anything above one hundred k, you were out of luck. For the third check, I think the, the income threshold changed a little bit. Um, anything below seventy-five k, you got the full check, and I think it was at eighty-seven where um, where anything above eighty-seven, you were out, out of, of luck. luck. Yeah. So in regards to for the a first single? payment for single oh, yeah. okay. for for uh, marriage for married couples, um, pretty much times two, but some of the numbers do change. So um, just you know, just a heads up on that. But and then for the third payment, um, it's hard to know if they're gonna move that target seventy five k, if maybe they'll lower it down to sixty k. It depends. Um, so they're still kind of ironing that that out. Damn. So, yeah, I saw something about like they wanted like fifty k, and then uh, with with joint uh, it would ma- it would ta- max out at a hundred. Mm-hmm. So and and it's 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 pretty interesting right now because we're, we're in the middle of tax season, and then we're also talking about stimulus checks. 
Um, so how does IRS know who to pay these checks to, right? So it all depends on what they have on file for you for, for your tax returns. So, for example, stimulus check number one came in, what, March, April, 2020? Yeah, April. So at that point, they had for sure your 2018 returns. And then people were in the process of filing their 19, right? So um, for those who, le- who submitted their 2019 returns, they leveraged their 2019 numbers. Um, we're in the middle of tax season. Para unos les conviene file their 2020 tax returns ASAP. If, if their income lowered a little bit or if they had a baby or something. Or for, or you for think some it'll of catch us. Up though? I'm sorry? Like, let's say you, ha- you keep filing ex- extensions. You know, if it changes your tax status, won't it catch up to you? Like, if they paid you out and they're like, oh, no, no, no. You don't have to pay it back. Really? You don't have to pay it back. So if, if, if later in the game mm-hmm. they're like, oh, you know what, this person sure enough got in this paycheck. You, from my understanding, from what I'm reading, you don't, it you doesn't don't count as income. They're not seeing that as income. It's not taxable. It's so not, none of these okay. payments are taxable. Oh, and up. if your 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 status changes and you still got a check, you, you don't have to pay it back, which is a good thing. Hmm. Um, and then, like like I was saying, there's other people that should hold on, hold off on filing and make and use their 2019 numbers because it benefits them. So those are some of the things that people should start thinking about. Um, if, if you're if you're close to that threshold that I just mentioned, seventy five k, seventy k, eighty five k, this might know, be the yeah, best, this might be the best. Not that's what you're gonna yeah, title it, bro. Gonna say. <laughs> this might be the best <laughs> knowledge for I've people. I've never heard of that. But yeah, yeah, like you said, if you're right at that threshold and if it helps you to to you know file an extension, maybe yeah, yeah that's yeah. Um, I mean, you might not even have to file an extension. You just got to wait till after the check comes in March. If right, it is right. coming in in March, you know, right after that comes in, boom, yeah. <laughs> sign it, sign it. I'm done, bro. Here, and, file. And to give some of the viewers some background, you know, I, I mainly do like business returns at work, but I do some, you know, 10, 1040s personal returns. You're a CPA. And a CPA. Yeah, CPA. Yeah, that, <laughs> so, so that's some of the things I'm seeing. You know, the IRS started to accept returns last Friday, uh, February 12th. So. I've filed a few already, and then you know there's a couple of situations where I've told you know a couple of people, hey, let's let's, let's, let's just chill till March, April, see what happens, and then hopefully you get their, that their stimulus check. Um, there's others that should file as soon as possible if they had you know a baby in 2020 and um, you, they want to get the additional credit. It's going to come as part of their refund. Based on this, this as soon as they file, it will be based on that. Yeah, exactly. Right. So. You know, I guess key point summary, you know, definitely look at your situation, talk to people, do some research, see if it, you know, benefits you to file right away. If if you're over 100K, you know, just file away. If you're, you know, making 30, 40, 50, you know, file away, I'd say. I don't see the, the 20, 75K threshold going down to Yo, is, is there any, if you are making 100K, bro, or, or more, is there any way that you can break that down? Is there any other options for you? No. To not get, you know, be at a higher t- tax bracket or to be able to qualify for that STEMI? Or nah, you're pretty much, you're, you're done. Um, we'll talk about that so, out fair. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's a good, that's a good no. question. In regards to this this threshold I keep talking about, your it's, it's called your AGI, it's a specific line on your 1040. Um, some of the things that could benefit you that, you know, gets you down to that number in order to get a check um, 401k contributions, uh, the more 401k contributions you put away, 
the the last taxable income you had for that 529. year. 529. Like um, all those tax H- advantage plans. HSA, yeah. health savings accounts, yeah. that's another uh-huh. favorite of mine. Um, that lowers your taxable income as well. Uh, things like that, that you know, could bring your taxable income down and then hopefully you get to that level where you get a, a stimulus check. But again, each person has their own situation, their own scenario, and Bet. you, you kind of you know need to analyze that a little bit. That's For some of the small business owners um, that are out there and did qualify and did get like EIDL grants and uh, PPP loan, how does that affect them uh, this tax season? Yeah. Um, to be honest, I don't have, I guess, too many clients or too many people that have had that situation. So um, I guess I can't really comment on that, but okay. definitely something out there for, for smaller businesses and, and, you know, different loans that they've received. Okay. Yeah. I, I think uh, for the EIDL, they got up to 10 grand uh, forgivable, but right. I didn't know once it were, you know, for tax season, I don't know if that, but yeah. if you don't. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Anything you got, Noe? Nah, um, I mean, I'm reading some of the notes here, bro. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I want to talk about it. I mean, for... You did mention for fourteen hundred for the kids, but then um, also Biden wants to push out. I think it was like thirty six hundred. Yeah, child for, tax credit. Uh, yep. Yeah, and but it it would be for next year, but somehow you would start receiving payment in July. Yeah. So so what I'm seeing so currently there's um, child tax credit two thousand dollars per per kid um, that you claim in your tax returns up up until he's um, he or she is seventeen years old. Um, they're talking about expanding the child tax credit for next year up to three thousand six hundred per per kid who's under six years old, I believe. Um, for those that are between six and seventeen, that goes down to I think three k. Um, so, in in regards to the child tax credit, most people get it when they file their tax returns. So at the end of the year or in tax season, right? For this thirty six hundred that we're talking about, this three k. Um, I think they would start getting it every month somehow. Not not sure how the the logistics would work, or I assume they may just deposit it into your account, similar to our, our stimulus checks. But um, that's that's what I'm hearing, and I think the the idea behind that is, you know, we're trying to help families a lot, you know, throughout the year, not just in February, March, April when people are filing their tax returns. Right through this pandemic, pretty yeah. much. Yep. And I forgot uh, what Republican uh, senator I think he proposed as well. I think he proposed more than thirty six hundred. Mitt Romney, I Mitt believe. Romney, yeah. Well, I yeah. forgot how, what was the actual amount. I th- yeah, I read that earlier. Actually, I did see it was higher. I forget if it was like four K. I wanted to say it was four K, two hundred. But yeah. that's good to see. It seems like there's you know good movement in, in cron- Congress to increase that child tax yeah. credit and put more money in in people's pockets. Which, you but know. they want to get rid of. Uh, you using your property taxes and for your they, 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 there's a lot of I guess you know new if policies you, if you get new this we're gonna take this we're gonna away. take yeah. this from you some uh, you know so public assistance and things like that so it could either balance out or you can get screwed either way as you've been yeah exactly. so it kind of seems like the Biden plan would probably benefit everybody a yeah. bit more hopefully hopefully it passes hopefully there's more money in people's pockets you know in the coming months or you know coming year so definitely and, no? no, I was just I'm taking it all in, but there's a lot of information for <laughs> yeah. me, bro. Taking notes, dude. Um anything else that you wanted to cover? So we covered stocks, STEMI, taxes as well. You know, filing your your tax hold off if you 
made over a hundred, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> or eighty-seven over, or whatever. Over, you know, it all depends on, on yeah. the different lines situations they, they, yeah. they draw. Uh-huh. But don't rush, don't rush. Investigate. Make sure you you get that third stimmy. Right. Exactly. If you can, you just seem excited about the stimmy, bro. You know, I'm. I'm yeah, I don't qualify. This, <laughs> I'm this information. I've never. Oh. I've never. Uh, you know, I haven't heard about it yet. So I'm. I'm. I'm trying to think of where I'm. Where I'm at. You know, try yeah. to. You know, take advantage. Math it out. Yeah. There's a couple situations that come to mind where, you know, people close their bank accounts. So. The IRS doesn't have the most recent bank account info. Um, so, I, you know, esa gente le conviene to file right away. So then their bank account info is out there and, you know, the IRS can, you know, deposit so that money. To, you know, directly is some to of these them. payments going to depend on what, how much you have in the account, in your accounts? No. No. I will close my accounts right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But that's, you know? that's, that's just like a quick example of, yeah. you know, why one person would want to file yeah um at the same time if you're waiting to file just to get this third stimulus check that means that you're gonna hold off on collecting your refund check so it's you know cost benefit analysis for right for your situation if you are getting a big refund you might yeah. be like man forget that you know i really get my money exactly I, I need it for rent i need it for mortgage whatever yeah so. and people you know we're, we're probably forgetting a little, a little bit but people are really suffering through this pandemic you know like thankfully i'm working you know i know you're working you're working in between in between jobs yeah, yeah. but you know what i mean like yeah. th- there are people, people that have been situation. without work you know for a long period of time um so i'm, I'm sure they, they can't wait to you know to file you know to right. get that money they can't wait on the government assistance you yeah. know that we're getting but um yeah prayers yeah. out to them for sure since, you, since you have filed for a few uh, other people I mean, clients or whatever sure. what's the actual uh because before it was like what like two weeks and you would get your refund yeah. How, how is that going right now well, because of all the mayhem that's, you know? Yeah, it's a good question. So what I'm telling people is if we filed, you know, the last couple of days or this past weekend, I'm telling them, you know, wait, don't be surprised if you don't get anything, anything until March. Typically, it's usually like 10 days or two weeks um, if you file early in the season. But uh, yeah, not nowadays, I think. But you, if you might do like a direct deposit, so. you can definitely cut some of that. Direct, Yeah. So yeah. e-filing is the best way to file mm-hmm. if, if you literally print your return and mail it out expect expect the IRS to not process that for, for weeks because they're they're behind so definitely try to Damn. e-file uh direct deposit um always double check triple check that your routing and bank account info is correct on your return because dealing with the IRS and calling them is a complete headache and trying to fix those kind of issues is, is you know I don't recommend it um and then yeah in regards to your refund check I'd say you know if I were to file today you know I would say between three weeks to four weeks depending on everything that's going on um so that's that's kind of what i'm seeing or what i'm hearing but um okay some, that's some feedback did you already that. file no not yet oh okay did you hell no <laughs> i'm not after this information sir we're gonna hold off <laughs> <laughs> we might have to hold off and chill yes, sir. Yes, sir. and just wait it out a little bit Ain't no rush yeah, yeah. no yeah. rush man um did you want to bounce back to any stocks um any stock questions Oh uh, no 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 not my, not not a stocks but is is there any new write offs that we that we should know about that uh, yeah yeah one one thing that one, one of them that comes up is um, depending on your situation and uh, you know I don't want to get too complicated complicated here but either you take the standard deduction which I see as as an automatic deduction depending on your filing status if you're single or married filing jointly or if you take the itemized deduction um, take the one that benefits you the most. The one that's higher 
Um, for example, for single standard deduction is twelve thousand four hundred. Itemized deductions, it's a bucket of, of things. Think property taxes, state taxes that you pay, um, interest, mortgage interest, uh, among a few other items, including like donations and medical expenses if you do qualify. Again, I'm probably going to need to hire it, somebody that knows a little yeah, more than... It, it, it gets complicated. But do you think like you'll be able to get all those deductions and, and get all that advantages if you use like TurboTax? Yeah, so so I use TurboTax. I think it's pretty pretty useful program. Um, at the same time, I, I have some obviously background from from being the oh. CPA, so I know how to you know where to go to in in, in, in the program and kind of explain it to people. But um, going back to the standard deduction, itemized deduction thing, um, if you do do a standard deduction this year, you, you get the opportunity to deduct up to three hundred dollars in cash. Um, if, if you were, if you donated to school or church, or, church or whatever, um, oftentimes if you didn't, you, you, that donation could only count if you itemized. And oftentimes nowadays people don't itemize because of the past tax reform, uh, you know, law changes a couple years ago, um, the standard deduction increased for people, meaning it, it most people are just t- taking the standard deduction. So hopefully that makes sense. I don't want to get too complicated, but, uh, Long story short, you know, there's a, a, a deduction out there for cash charitables of, of, of up to 300 bucks that, you know, people should look to take advantage of it if whether they itemize or, or do the standard deduction. So, bet. Cool. Um, as far as stocks or whatever, I, I think I'm all. You're all wrapped up? Yeah, I mean, for taxes, I don't know if you got anything uh, for as far as taxes, stocks, or anything that you guys want to add that yeah, maybe we possibly that forgot. Cause for sure. Because I know, I, th- I feel like we talked about a lot of it, but I mean, I'm sure we missed some information. If you guys have anything, for sure, let it out. Um, you know, I guess just with the stock trading, I think there's just different ways of looking at it. If you're trying to invest in the long term, you know, there's tax advantages to that, you know, and, uh, you know, just less risk and less, you know, less headache if you're if you're a gambler. You know, and you're, and you're looking for some double digit returns, you know, you can you can do some day trading and. You know, you can make some money, but you can also, like I said, it's gambling. So it's high risk. And, uh, you know, you just have to, uh, you got to have some type of edge. You know, um, most most day traders, you know, lose money. You know, so everybody thinks they're smarter than the system. No, 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 the system is smarter than you. And the system, you know, the market can be wrong more, longer than you can be solvent. So, you know, but... Uh, you know, I'm I'm more involved with uh, you know I have my my fidelity, I got my 401ks, my IRAs, and I don't touch any of that money. But I do have my Robinhood accounts and Tasty Trade, and you know I uh, I you know get in there a few times a few times a day, a few times a week, and you know it's uh, it feels good. You know, you open the app and you're like up four percent, five percent, or if you you know you hit it, you hit a, a you know, if you have a, a, a few different companies and one of them just kind of exploded and, you know, you get some double-digit returns and it, it feels good, you know. So there's uh, there's uh, there's money to be made, but you just got to understand that there's risk. You know, there's risk behind it. For sure. And I know I had a question with the stocks, man. What's up with the weed stocks? Dispensaries and all that, you know, being, you know, popping up. You know, the, the, weed, the marijuana. Legal in certain areas. Yeah. And- so um, recently... You know, you have, uh, you know, marijuana was legalized, so everybody thinks, oh, the, the industry is going to take off. 
um, a lot of the recently a lot of the uh, the stocks have been mostly from Canada from companies from Canada but you know you got some American companies that are, you know that are starting to come on the stock market and and will be um, you just have to be careful because um, the a few years ago I, I started investing in them and again I, I'm more of a, a swing trader so I'm in and out you know but uh, Wall Street definitely handed you know investors you know the you know their butt back to them you know and uh um it's an industry that's up and coming but there's risk to it you know you get all these new companies that are trying to make trying to make money and then trying to increase the the sh the, the price of the share and you know they'll they'll do whatever it takes to increase the price of that share because the ceo you know he's got he's got a a lot of the CEOs get paid depending on how the stock price is doing. Mm. You know, their benefit package is tied to how the stock price is doing. And there's restrictions like, hey, you know, if the stock price goes up this much, you know, you get this amount of stock, but you can't sell it for X amount of years. So, you know, there's... So is this one that you should probably, if you are looking into that, is this something you should probably focus on an ETF? One that's already more stable? There's you know, a couple... Um, Again, you can go after certain companies or you can go after ETFs that, you know, relate to to marijuana or let's say airline industry right now or, or cruise industry or travel yeah, industry. Whatever, yeah. Any, yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean, like I said, it all depends on how, how much risk and how much exposure you're trying to get. I mean, there's there's a uh, ETFs that do like 3X, like that follow like the S&P, either negative or plus 3X or follow gold at you know at negative or plus 3x and basically what that means is if gold or this stock go, or this industry goes up x amount that will you're it's it's a multiplier like you have three times the exposure and it comes with three times the risk right so it's it's both but if you're really itching to get into in a certain industry and there's certain etfs that follow it there's there's always a way man there's For always sure. a way Anything you wanted to add, Caesar? Or? Yeah, yeah, just a couple things going back to stocks and and how they connect to taxes. Um, in regards to your losses, you could deduct up to three thousand dollars in capital losses on your tax returns. So, say at the end of the year, with you know, say you, you sold a bunch of things, you won some, you lost some, you, total capital loss of say five k, you can only take. 3k of that and the other two you'll you're able to roll it forward to the following year oh okay so you can one, still roll it oh that's nice yeah so you can it's still it's still yours it's just you can't just use it all how long can you year. roll it over for um i think it's in the next couple i think three years oh okay. three years i think it's three years but if you lose money this year in the next few years you make money you mean you may not be able to, or like you said, if there's a... So a say, say you have a capital gain next year, then your capital gain of $10,000 minus the two that you lost oh, last okay. year, you know, it definitely helps you. So okay. then that brings cool. down your taxable income. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's so a quick note on that. And then um, in regards to those people that find themselves paying at the end of the year, um, you know, my recommendation is to adjust your W-4. So you might recall when you start a new job, you have to fill out this, this form, right? Um, in regards to your tax withholding. You, you could make updates to that form throughout the year, give it to your employer, and then they'll adjust your, your paycheck. Um, so you're kind of like paying more to the government Correct. from so, every check, So right? in this situation, if you find yourself at the end of the year and you have to pay 5K or something, you're like, I'm not cool with that. Um, I'd rather pay throughout the year. Well, they'll adjust your withholding, and obviously your week-to-week -week check 
or you know, whenever you get paid, it's going to be a little less. But at the and end you of the decide year, what that percentage is, right? The withholding. Yeah. Yeah. So a, a new W form was released recently. I think within the past year. Um, I personally find that a little bit more confusing. But I, I do recommend going to the IRS website and you pretty much plug in your info, like pretty much pull up your latest pay stub, pull in the push in the, the info that you see on your pay stub and then spits out what your withholding should be and what you should fill out on the form. Oh, so, okay, cool. So that's a, helpful. That's, you know, hopefully that helps people. Hopefully most people are getting refunds. They don't have to worry about that. Their withholding is enough. But um, that's a quick tip on that. I guess on the other side of the spectrum, if. Your refunds are huge, 10K, 15K for some reason. Make that money work for you throughout the year. So maybe adjust your withholding and have them withhold less. So I think Put that's, in that's the a stock quick market. tip. <laughs> Put in the stock market. <laughs> well, I mean, there's two ways of looking at it. You can either, you know, let the government, you know, um, adjust, you know, your withholdings. And, you know, that way you don't have to pay very much at the end of the year. But if you're really good at, you know, working that money, you can... Yeah, you can adjust it so they don't take any money. You may have to pay, but you may be better at working that money, and and making that money grow. And yeah. and then you can still you're still gonna have to pay the government, but oh, you definitely have don't pay them. <laughs> I, always, I always tell people if your refunds are you know between a thousand two thousand dollars, you're playing the game right. You're you're you know getting a refund so you don't have to pay at the end of the year, but at the same time you're getting most of the money you deserve throughout the year. If you're getting a large refund or you have to pay a lot of money, then you have to make some adjustments. Something's to your, not to right. To your situation. And that's my opinion. There's others that love getting that fat refund and that's their way to save money. Yeah. Um, if that works for you, that's cool. But you're pretty much giving the, the, the government a free, interest-free loan. So, in my opinion. True. Very true. I never thought about it in that way. Where, you know, you're giving them that, that money to do whatever they want with it, you know. But right. I never had thought about it like that. But I used, like you said, man, I'm in that situation where it's like, yeah, two grand, you know, max three sometimes, you know, if you get lucky. Um, but, yeah. Cool. Uh, I think with this, we'll wrap it up. I think we answered uh, a decent amount of questions. Uh, you guys, thank you guys for coming on, bro, and, and uh, helping us out with uh, these topics, you know. Thank you for the invitation, yeah. guys. Yeah, appreciate thank it. you. Anything you want to add, Noe? Hey, just to really appreciate you guys, man. Thanks for the good info. It's going to pass on filter, bro. Yeah. And that's it. Oh, we out. It's a wrap. Peace. Peace. Peace.